You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra. Welcome to the Weekly Review. On this show, two grown men and a bright young woman try to make sense of an ever-changing world by taking a look at what and how the kids are doing in pop culture, because they can still see life through an optimistic lens, which those of us of a certain age sometimes fail to do. This week it's been easy to be cheery here at the offices, since we have just released the lineup for Primavera Sound 2023, and boy is there a lot to comb through. My name's Johan Wald, I'm joined by my colleagues Ben Cardew and Mar Viverdu. Hello. Hello, hello. Because <laughs> I saw Ben leaning in. It's like, I never leave space for you to say hello. What a, what a rude host. And on the other side of the looking glass of this transparent mirror, uh, taking care of the controls, we have Andre 3000. Let's get started. Step inside A better dream job you could never find a set of keys and bottles heaven-wide Find yourself a seat and settle and fall You were listening to a bit of Scottish band The Delgados, one of the surprise acts who have returned after a long period of silence, much to our delight, confirmed to play next year's Primavera Sound Barcelona, uh, which will take place from May 31st until June 4th, and in Madrid the following weekend from the 7th to the 11th of June. This year, the lineup has been presented under the concept of I'll Be Your Mirror, a reference to the Velvet Underground and Nico song. How many of you see yourselves reflected in the collection of band and artist names aligned on that poster? Have fun with that for the following months. We're going to do so right now. Ben, what sense did you make of this year's big letter names? Well, do you know what? I, I like the fact you said how much do you see yourself reflected? Because um, I see myself, I see even various different points of my life reflected. There is like a Blur and Pet Shop Boys. It's like that is one, Pet Shop Boys, yeah. one point in my life. when you saw like Pet Shop Boys? I've seen the Petra Boys about five times, so I was very happy, but not quite at, at the at, at crying. Crying level. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah m m maybe soon. Um, and then there's like Depeche Mode, who I was into even earlier. Um, there's oh, so many different ways of like looking through this this various thing. But yeah, I, I feel I feel kind of reflected. Um, and yeah, how about you, Mar? I a hundred percent feel reflected and i'll mm, yeah like how like in which i'm, I'm gonna say my spotify rat because this is a, another important topic that 
Maybe we don't have time to discuss because the lineup is so But large. we have weeks until... The, yeah. the Spotify wrap, which is the most important event ever each year and dropped yesterday. So, And my Spotify wrap, I normally like share it, but <laughs> this year I was embarrassed because all my top five songs are Moto Mami songs. Uh. So I'm 100% reflected on, on the lineup because all I did this year was listen to Rosalia and Rosaline, Rosalia is headlining. So I'm that that was made for me. They said like let's let's give Mar something, and they gave me Rosalia, <laughs> and all the other girlies. Like I only I only listen to the girlies, and they mm -hmm. all there. Like Caroline is there, FK is there, Patial is there. Like uh, Pink Panthers, who we yeah. didn't get to see last year because she got like some like uh, something of her throat or something like that. She couldn't sing. We're finally seeing her. I'm there's I'm manifesting nothing happens to her and we can finally see her live. I'm I'm so excited. Like I'm yes, I'm reflected. The the, the lineup was made for me. I, I was gonna say, in terms of like things we didn't see, just a couple of weeks ago we were at the weekender. Um, and I was really regretting not seeing Yune Pinku, who I got into yeah. literally just, I think, the day we came back from the weekend. I was yeah. like, who's this? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Yune Pinku is really, really good. And then I saw it on the lineup for Primavera Sound 2023, and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a spoilt baby child. I get what I want. <laughs> and I was quite happy about that. I love how there's there's been a... Because you always wonder how many of the bands that played Weekender, which were playing Spain for the first time, are going to get uh, the chance to return to Spain. And one of the things I'm happiest most for the people of Barcelona and Madrid is uh, well especially Barcelona is that uh, it didn't happen last year because Primavera a la Ciutat uh, the, 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 the city part of the festival the, the days before the main event no, there's, there's concerts all over the city but the free opening night on the Wednesday before the festival starts, that was always a, a beautiful gesture of the festival for the people of Barcelona and especially the neighbors of San Adrià del Besos, where the festival, where the forum is located. It's kind of the the border between Barcelona and well, the, the neighborhood of San Adrià del Besos. So that was always a nice uh, um, uh, gesture to the people of Barcelona. It's a free it's a free entrance that night, right? One stage, one main stage, and they always have top acts. This year, Pet Shop Boys are opening. The, the Wednesday, the inaugural day, shall we say, and they are going to be joined by Confidence, Confidence Man. Man. One, two. Our best friend. I mean, that was at the weekender. Uh, those of us who got the chance to see them for the first time, we were just totally wowed by that explosion, that supernova of energy between the um, the, the two of them dancing constantly. It was like a, the perfect workout routine. I want to watch their performances every morning and, and try and mimic their movements to, to get in shape. And they're going to be joined as well by Jake Bug, who uh, he was kind of... Uh, the, the, the British music press would uh, label him as the, the young hair to Paul Weller, no? He was like the young sort of singer-songwriter in the British tradition of the kinks and mod modesque. He's kind of very, very British in that there's a real like tradition of people doing that, you know, quite earnest acoustic uh, singer-songwriter getting absolutely massive, massive, massive audiences. Um and yeah, he's very much. I, I didn't. Um, he's not particularly big here, right? In Spain, no, because he was I'd... quite big in the UK, or at least they they really did 
try, uh, put a lot of effort into marketing. Oh, no, he him. was big. He was big, big, yeah, big. Right? Well, probably still is actually. Yeah, but, yeah. I think yeah. he released an album last year. In fact, I was looking up. And then you have La Paloma, which is a, a, a rock and roll group from Madrid, which are which are growing in popularity. It's going to be so. It's a nice balance of uh, a bit of like classic sort of garagey, rocky kind of thing. You got Jake Bug doing his 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 thing and then you've got the party with confidence man and pet shop boys i mean what a great gift to barcelona you know and, and, and recuperating madrid. and madrid thing because is, they're uh, both doing like the this inaugural act like free thing is in both cities. in both cities yeah. thing is in madrid it's not free i'm afraid uh, uh it, isn't it no it's uh it's only for ticket holders okay. i understand uh Uh, I th this from reading the Primavera Sound social media. Um, so even though Petro Boys are performing twice in Madrid, uh, and maybe in Bar this this whole thing of Madrid Barcelona, <laughs> there are slight differences. Even though it is a mirror, the 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 most the same lineup that is the, yeah, like the lineup 90% of Madrid. Of the I, I'd say even 95%. percent. Yeah. I'm not good with math, Mar. Don't put me in the I, math. I only I only like noticed that Badial is only playing Madrid. For instance, and okay, the differences. Uh, Mars Volta is only playing in Madrid. Oh, Sergi's not happy about Sergi, that. Uh, Sergi well, and Nacho and, and David and, and Rob, all, all our sound technicians and video technicians here at the radio are incredible Mars Volta fans and at the drive-in, obviously. So uh, that's like a huge name for a lot of people everywhere. And they're only playing in Madrid. Uh, it's it's a touring thing. It's not it's not yeah. like it's not like But a decision I'm surprised of they managed to get like this high volume of artists playing both cities because like you said it's a touring thing. It made sense that maybe half of them had other things at that time, yeah. but that they managed to do like Almost a literal mirror. It's yeah. so like impressive because I bet it's so difficult. Okay, insider information. This lineup has been worked on for years. Uh, it's not like, oh, Primavera Sound 2022 finishes. Let's start phoning agencies and bands to see if they're available. The uh, the booking team has been, the part of the booking team has been working on this lineup for at least maybe three years. So uh, they they already ask bands like, look, our intention is to do uh, a double festival bill uh, like this here, but in two cities, can you block your agendas? A lot of the artists anyway are asked, or their, 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 their agencies, they're asked, can you block these? Uh, and, and it's obviously a nightmare and it's incredibly exciting. I wish there was like a succession style series where you dramatize the process of booking a festival with, you know, with, with Sidney Sweeney in it and, 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 All my favorite actors and Michael Imperioli, who, by the way, is going to be coming to Primavera to play with his band. So, so, Zopa. so, 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 Zopa. Zopa with a Z. Yeah, yeah. Zopa. Where Ben, you got to interview him. He is an incredible music geek. Like he's like so, so passionate, but so passionate about music. Well, like I think, I think the main reason everyone realized he was so passionate about music was like obviously everyone knew him from from the surprise, very big big actor. And then like one day he just started like posting about My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and He's like a like, huge oh. shoegazer. Yeah, yeah. And then everyone's like, oh my God, you're so you're, you're so cool. And then like, I, I I wish I'd got the first interview with him talking about music. I think I got like the second. And he's yeah, like... Yeah, you're like, you're the reason I know he was into music because you got <sighs> to interview him and stuff. 
that. And it's a fantastic interview available on RPS Presents. Exactly. He's and uh, maybe another one coming up. Maybe another one coming up. Well, let's, uh, a follow up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, an exclusive. Because he's doing a lot of things with Thurston Moore now, like presenting Thurston's book uh, or no, a book that Thurston yeah, yeah. wrote. So he's kind of doing the promotional tour, helping him, you know, doing the interviews and stuff. Anyway. Oh, and also he's in the flipping best TV show of the year, The White Lotus. The White yeah. Lotus. Yeah. The White God's Lotus, you know, you know, Michael Imperial. If I got to talk to him, I would feel bad because I would want to ask him about White Lotus and not that much about music, but I would do my best to ask him about oh. the important stuff. And it, uh, yeah. Anyway, so um, going back to the lineup. Anyway, so yeah. So the little differences: uh, Badgal and uh, Mars Volta are only playing in Madrid, as well as uh, Georgia's uh, only in Madrid. Georgia, I love Georgia, Georgia, uh, uh, and uh, Crack Cloud. Crack Cloud, another band that we got to see at Weekender. Wonderful. They're kind of uh, cosmic, uh, kraut rocky indie rock. Incredible. Uh, Vitalik, I see, is in yellow lettering, which means so, uh, Barcelona only. Maybe no, no, no. Yellow is Madrid. The red lettering, the the yeah, the the names in red letters are the ones who are only playing in Barcelona. Mm. I, I think so. It's Ghost, um, Ghost, Arthur, Arthur Barakai, War on Drugs, Israel Fernandez, and Diego del Morao, who are flamenco artists. You know, Israel Fernandez is like the the new Camarón, and his guitarist, his sidekick, uh, his well, his companion, his companion, Diego del Morao, incredible flamenco guitarist. You know, he's it's almost like the new Camarón and Paco de Lucia, basically, right? So for 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 you music nerds, yeah, we haven't asked you. What are you looking forward to? Yeah. Oh, uh, well. Uh, no worries, uh, Andre. Play oh. a bit of No Worries in the mm-hmm. background. Uh, I was, I, I can't keep track of every. Uh, oh, it's No More Worries, and because uh, it's NX. Damn it! See, um, this is me already, already fucking up. Um, <laughs> so it's one. I, I feel, no, it's No Worries. Where's where? No, Andre says it's No More Worries, or he no. says he's heard. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, it's one of these names you don't know how to say. Well, yeah. I don't know. Well, I, we, we don't know how to say And we're going to talk about this. that in a second because one of the bands that I didn't realize was on there. Anyway, sorry. No More Worries or No an oh, X Worries. Of course. Because X is. Uh, Times? Wouldn't it be like No Plus? More. No, no, no. Oh, no. That, X that, that, it can also be in mathematics now that we're talking about maths in this show for some reason. <laughs> Again, X is uh, the, the sign for multiplication if you've gone to school. Yeah, but like more means plus, doesn't it? Like, you know. No more so- is. I'm so, it's no, plus, exactly. Yeah, I've got to call them out on this. No more, my, yeah, but like, yeah. My, did my dad teach maths for 30 years just for, just to have like Anderson Pack and whatever, like, you know. Well, I'm hoping we get an interview. So anyway, the rundown <laughs> is, it's hard to keep up with Anderson Pack, all his side projects, where after that incredible thing he was doing with Bruno Mars, the soul... Uh, silk, uh, silk Sonic, silk Sonic. Uh, but now he is coming with and uh, no worries, no more worries with uh, with which is uh, the the project he has with the producer Knowledge. And I don't know if I'm pronouncing it or right. Is it no more knowledge. Is you it know, no like, more oh knowledge? Because it's an X and KNX Knowledge, knowledge, LA-based producer who has credits on Kendrick's masterpiece to Pimper Butterfly, among thousands of other tracks that fuse old-school soul, jazz vibes into that kind of virtuous hip-hop that I like to have with my coffee, sir. So that's going to be amazing to watch live. It's one of those acts that would rarely make and be able to come to Spain because uh, a lot of American, especially hip-hop acts or of that genre, 
they they can fill out Madison Square Gardens in the US, but maybe they could only fill uh, Razzmatazz here in or, a Sal- or an Apollo or a mid-sized venue here in Spain. And uh, usually the, it's very expensive to bring these groups who are used to playing incredibly large venues in, in, in other countries. So that's going to be a hell of a treat to watch here. I'm very excited about that. And the fact, it's a shame that they're not playing on the same day as Kendrick because they're not no because you kind of think well maybe they they i don't know maybe you know they 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 both work constantly with kendrick and stuff and maybe they'd be on stage together and stuff but who cares if they're not on stage at the same time uh but i'm excited about that yeah psychic link yeah uh mar i'm interested in you mentioned uh uh yeah a a uk hip-hop outfit which you caught me off guard there. A uh, UK hip hop rapper, literally yeah. one like person. drill. I would say that's drill, the yeah. that's the thing because I was like, I'm only listening to the girlies. Like this is a girlies year. I'm not going to see any man. But then I saw <laughs> why? <laughs> why are you so sparks from the Belfort? God's sake, sparks! Come on, No, but then I saw not any of the ones you mentioned. I saw Central C is playing, and it's. I feel like it's the newest, um, biggest thing coming out. I remember when I, I talked to you about Pink Panthers last year and I was like, I there's this girl in TikTok who is doing like great music and I think you're going to love it. And then you both loved it. And Central C is not, I don't think he, he was a musician before. Like it's not like a literal Pink Panthers who started doing things on TikTok. Yeah. But um he got huge because of TikTok, and I think he was like, if his career went normally, I think he would be like a big star in the UK, but maybe it wouldn't transfer to maybe Spain or maybe in a much lower scale. That's but, very fair, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but now I think he's going to be huge, like in a literal sense, in a um, mainstream, like Pink Panthers has managed to do. And, and I'm really, really, really excited. I really like um, his music, like the way that he's making drill, like more mainstream, not like not that I wouldn't like it. Mar is w- schooling me on drill and everything. Yeah. Yeah, the tables have turned. Wow. Suddenly I'm on the musician expert, like uh, Melomana. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, and, and he basically became very, very Mellow viral. Mama. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. That, that would be a great TikTok name. Mellow Mama. Like mellow as but, in chill, because you're pretty mellow. And, but, oh, I'm right. Yeah, but yeah, like Motomami. No, no, mellow. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Continue. Sorry um, yeah. Whatever, yeah, he got huge, like, bigger than he already was because he, one of his songs um, became viral because uh, because of a lyric that says, how can I be homophobic, my bitch is gay. Um, and uh-huh. and <laughs> he says, how can I be homophobic, my bitch is gay, because he's dating a TikToker who is openly bisexual and always talks about being bisexual. Oh. And, and then he, one of his lines is, how can I be homophobic, my bitch is gay. Oh. And and everyone and it's so funny like the lyric by itself without the gossip that he's dating this girl and she's very popular and stuff it's one of the greatest lines I've ever heard and and it, people like thought it was so funny it became so 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 viral like I, I just saw now on Spotify it has like two hundred million streams or something like that like maybe we can play it um, the song is called Doja and I, it's very good actually.
Oh, I think, I think it, it's I think in it was, the playlist. It, it's, uh, sorry, Andre. Maybe it's, uh, it's not. So it, maybe it you is. have to search it by yourself. Oh, because I, be I didn't refresh. There it is. There it is. Sorry. Hitman in a top try. See a man topless. Even a stick is gay. Hugging my brothers and say that I love them, but I don't swing that way. The man them celebrate Eid. The trap still running on Christmas Day. Somebody told Doja Cat. I'm trying to indulge in that In my great tracksuit See the bulging that See the motion clap When you're throwing it back These females planning on doing me wrong So I'm grabbing a dumb At the Trojan pack Post the location After we're gone Can't slip and let them know Where we're at I don't know about you But I value my life Cause imagine I die And I ain't made a hundred M's yet There's so much things I ain't done yet Like fucking a flight attendant I don't party But I heard Cardi there So fuck it I might attend it Gotta kick back sometimes And wonder How life would have been If I never did take them risk And would have I prospered Floating and I won't did I catch your attention? You caught right my now? attention, yeah, yeah. I like. Are we I, going to see him together? I, 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 definitely. This is one to see. Well, if I'm allowed, I'm going to have my hands full uh, come festival season. But um, <laughs> I love how it became so trendy in UK for like young kids to talk like this and like with this kind of weird. But, uh, I, it's not like patois, but I remember seeing these like these 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 really really posh girls <laughs> in in this festival we were covering uh, in Bestival, and all of a sudden we you know we were passing the microphone to all these punters and these young like blonde girls they were like yeah mate we're like we we really want to see storms they like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are you talking like a, a a person from some land which I don't know where? It's like you're so, you know you're supposed to talk like this, you know, like <laughs> a lovely little posh accent and stuff. And they were like, yes, we're really down to be lit. And it's it's hilarious. Uh, Plan B was also talking like this. All like talk. It's like, why are you all right? I guess it's the way young kids talked for a while. I've got to say, I'm really looking forward to Central Sea because I really like uh, British rap, uh, that kind of thing. And there isn't that much of it on, on the lineup this year. But, okay, there isn't much, but what there is, is Peng, Loyal Carner. Ah, uh, yeah. Loyal Carner, for me, has, like, taken British hip-hop into, like, the higher echelons and, like, the Americans can look at him and say, wow, we have to tremble now. Like, the UK is finally doing hip-hop to be afraid for, for us to be afraid of. Um, I didn't mean that in a way. You know, but how the Americans, sometimes there's that kind of meme thing when they kind of look down on, on British rap, even though behind the scenes they do respect each other and stuff. Uh, oh, yes. Uh, before we were talking about uh, how to pronounce certain names who use emo um, X's mm. and things, there's one unpronounceable uh, lettering in the on the... On the on the last, on the Saturday of both uh, festivals of Madrid and of Madrid, Barcelona and Madrid, right? Uh, in the sort of uh, sm not the smallest letters, the the uh, but not the not the big medium, the small medium sized, right? Between the voids and Young Lean, there on the alphabetical order of the lineup, there is these there's there's like the yen sign and and the dash 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 zero. <laughs> I it's think it's quite um, noticeable. Well, now, like, yeah, to anyone. exactly. It's like, who is that? Two Shell, ladies and gentlemen. One of the um, electronic duos who have made one of the most amazing EPs of the year. Um, it's in my top three easily of best albums of the year, and it's an EP. Uh, Two Shell, 
who performed last year at the Boiler Room, the Cooper Boiler Room, and there was a bit of like internet yeah, they talk. Were, they were absolutely great this year. So it feels like last year, doesn't it? Uh, the, yeah, this see, year. This year, sorry. Last... Did you see Touchell? I did not get to see them, no, and I regret it. Oh, man, they were really, really, really good. I was quite far away, so I didn't get much of the plan. I just saw the two people who looked like they were having a really good time mm-hmm. dressed up in quite a funny way. Yeah. But then like there was lots of uh, polemic about <clears throat> whether they were actually mixing or they were just kind of miming along or what was going on. And, yeah, were they and, trolling the boiler room? Uh, you know, apparently they have quite a sense of humour, no? And they do kind oh, of... totally, 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 yeah, yeah. Like, I think the only interview they did was like on some website that was designed to disappear after a day or something like that. And they've done... And now they're, they're going by this name, which apparently... If you sort of look at it in a funny way, I think it spells out two shells it here, does. or we are two shell, or, or something like that. But. No, I can I can see it now. I can I can, I can actually see shell like from right. this distance. I'm looking at it in really small lettering from from a distance and blurring my uh, closing my eyes oh, a little like, bit. Like to get one of those. Um, yeah, yeah, I actually can read out shell. Oh, uh, so the the like things is supposed to spell shell. Or is it like just random? No, it's no, no, it's supposed it's to. Are, it, was it too, no, it's because it's two shell, but there's something else. There's something two else. Two shell was here, I think. Ah, yes. Two shell was here. I see it. I see it. Look, if you look and, at it I'm from a distance. Take a, a while. I'm looking at the Instagram <laughs> post on my laptop, right? And, yes. and I've been listening to too much squeaky rap. I can't I can't face <laughs> Yeah, two shell thing, was here. So again, they're trolling the lineup. You know, basically names on a lineup and and Mar knows this i mean when when they when they the lineup was announced just in video format mm-hmm. people were losing their shit it's like please put the poster up i want to see all the names because it's very satisfying to just keep looking and looking and you look at it for the 500th time and you still see oh my god julia holter so you you keep discovering names and uh, all of a sudden like for booking this is important the order which you put it in obviously you make it democratic by making it uh, alphabetical at certain point headliners are headliners mm-hmm. uh, the, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of um, negotiations going between managers and stuff of oi uh, my artist will only play your festival if they get their big letters and uh, who is going to be who is going to share the big lettering with and <laughs> this kind of stuff goes on uh, <laughs> and all of a sudden Tushel uh, yeah yeah we want to be on the lineup but we're going to be in a way that no one knows or understands uh, except all our diehard internet fans which we kind of uh, it, cater to and do you know why they get away with it because they're so good if, they, so if good. they weren't that good I think a lot of people would just be like oh come on but they are really really good I and mean, this tune that we've got playing in the background is an absolute banger one of my favourite tracks of last year I think it was this two show let's see uh, yeah. raise the volume a little bit Wonderful, wonderful. Can I can I ask a question? Yeah. What surprised you when you when you first came out? What were... Okay, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Calvin Harris as a headliner mm-hmm. on on the Saturday. Uh, that oh, yeah, because it's think like we have to talk about that. Like yeah, Calvin Harris. A lot of a lot of people. A lot of people. Because Calvin Harris uh, is kind of the new David Guetta in the sense of every but track. Then hmm? like, is it new? Like uh, to me, the thing that surprised me is like. It's not new at all. Like Scabbing Harris, Krillex, and Halsey to me felt like uh, no, is Hal- this a, a, a throwback? Like, are we doing like a 2016 throwback? Which I love to like, but it feels like okay. Let's let's rewind just like four or three years, and okay. and then it it feels like kind of 
very very close to nostalgia very yeah close to now nostalgia like, but at, at the same time I I love it because you're not expecting to dance to I don't know we found love or whatever um but he released an album this year Calvin Harris Funk Wave Wav Bounces Volume 2 with apparently it's super good apparently it, it features it a lot pop? of great artists and and it's a very and but is it commercial like Coldplay commercial like that kind of commercial dance pop no, that you use to no it's kind of quite funky I mean the the guest appearances 21 Savage Dua Lipa Young Thug Stefan Don Chloe blah 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 blah, blah, blah go on and on I think he did a song with Frank Ocean didn't he yeah yeah he did it and I like that song he did with Frank Ocean no no I mean much respect to Calvin Harris what what some people are like mm, what a strange choice because Calvin Harris is usually a big name in Tomorrowland or in in or even in a Coachella and this is what Marta our director was saying that the lineup is very Coachelli, uh, in the sense of Calvin Harris, I can see. But what uh, Joan Pons, the director of comms uh, here at Primavera, said is like, look, this lineup is a, a fun lineup. Like, even mm -hmm. if you don't know or care about the artist, if you if you get caught in front of that stage at the moment when they're performing, you are inevitably going to have a good time. Like, there's no way, even if it, you don't listen to Calvin Harris in, in your kitchen when you're frying up a potato chip, uh, it, you know. You, even though they, he doesn't have like an artistic context of like being underground subversive or anything uh, much respect to what he's done with the his his form of um, very popular dance pop uh, and it's a you know it's, it's a fun Saturday night that another I, yeah no I was going to say in sort of response to Mars question I think the interesting thing about Calvin Harris and, and Skrillex is that the proof of the pudding will be in the eating if you know what I mean like it does seem like a slightly unusual looking and now it's entirely up to you know him to be programmed in the right way and him to do a set that go da goes down really well. And but like I, I think it's gonna work very well. Like I think it's of course we're all gonna be at Rosalia and we're all gonna be at Kendrick and we're all gonna have a great time. But then I think the surprise, like the most fun, maybe the surprise act that will be the one you remember more, it's gonna be one of them, like Skrillex or Calvin Harris, because. You're not the, they're not the ones that you're thinking, oh my God, I cannot wait. But it's maybe the ones that you think, oh, that's funny. It's weird that they're here, but okay. But then when, like, imagine dancing to Calvin Harris or Skrillex live, like Skrillex is there. Like, I've, that's I've so seen, random. I've seen Skrillex DJ <laughs> once and he kind of came out of like a TIE fighter, which was quite impressive. Oh. And, and played like a dubstep version of Barcelona by Freddie Mercury. And, Look, uh, yes, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like faint if he does something like that like I'm gonna it's gonna be the most fun night of my life but yeah. now that I have to say it out loud it's like Skrillex what the hell I didn't think Skrillex was a strange thing on the lineup because first of all I've uh, Sonar already did the good job of, of, of cleaning his name and okay Skrillex and Calvin Harris have uh, have tarnished names on like electronic music website forums, right? Because like the the electronic music snobs and nerds and enthusiasts, they're like, ah, oh, they're they're mm -hmm. they're mainstream yeah. and this that the other. And Skrillex is tied in with is his is linked to EDM, electronic mm -hmm. dance music, which electronic nerds kind of dislike a lot because it became the bro music mm -hmm. like the bro step yeah. uh, that, that the, whole kind of frat boy scene that go to Ibiza with the very fluorescent fluorescent like, uh, sleeveless t-shirts yeah. Las Vegas, you know. Las Vegas yeah. Uh, it's like yeah what happens in Vegas stays in Bray Bra Vegas bro yeah. and, and, and all that kind of <laughs> but, uh, I want to participate on that culture <laughs> like the way Danny Harl like made 
rave culture for the girlies. Yeah. I want Skrillex or someone to do like EDM music for the girlies. Like I want a safe space to have this kind of fun. Like I want to wear a fluorescent tank top and and be like. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Calvin Harris is very female led. Like I know thousands of women who go to Ibiza for the Calvin Harris experience and they love it and they play it and my girlfriend loves all that kind of like uh, Ushuaia hotel kind of vibe you know she, that, that's her thing so I understand that Skrillex is the 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 reaction the negativity that Skrillex has faced in, in his career in the past was mainly all the kind of when EDM was everywhere and it was co-opted by even big brands and car advertisements, the all that kind of stuff. But now enough time has passed to look back and Skrillex created something totally original and new within electronic music. And because he came from like playing in a heavy metal band, you know, from first to last, and he was a dark kid and, and he always talked about how seeing Daft Punk at Coachella blew his mind and that's what made him like quit metal music, heavy metal and, and become an electronic producer. I think he, like with time, we will look back on him as one of the great pioneers of, of an electronic genre and he deserves the respect that being on a Primavera sign lineup affords many artists. No, It creates a new context, like let's look back and Ojito, Skrillex, he's an incredible and he can draw an incredibly large crowd and he can deliver uh, and we can look back, I don't Plus, when I saw him in Sonar, he was playing techno, like, and he 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 put in a couple of like drops and and stuff, but it was mainly techno. So uh, I hope he goes back and br makes the good EDM sound good. And because remember Ben, how there was all that kind of mix up between Americans and the UK, like what was dubstep? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in the UK, dubstep was, you know, like a, a, a something that came from UK garage and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. two step and 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 uh, it was totally different to what Americans understood for what was dubstep, which was later better labeled bro-step, you know? <laughs> oh, right. I can't say too much about this. Oh. I can't say too much about this. Say a lot about this. <laughs> uh, well, I've built it up far too much. It's not going to interest you that much. Oh. But talking dubstep, there is someone who I believe is on the lineup that has not been announced. That, <gasps> oh, that but you're going to get oh. fired if you say something like this. Is it? Yeah, you're, you're still in the boat. Say it now. <laughs> No, I'm not going to say who it is. <laughs> oh. wanted, so that would be incredibly rude because I might be wrong. But uh, dubstep, that's what I'm saying. Dubstep. Oh my god. Dubstep. I'm I so can't, nervous. You know, funny enough, I don't remember no, but any. That, sorry. Except for Burial, which wasn't dubstep, but because Burial came at the time when dubstep was hugely popular, and uh, by the way, Burial is, does not play live. Eh? Don't don't take don't don't start. All you listeners, all those thousands of listeners that we have <laughs> each day tuning in, don't start saying, "Oh, it's Burial who they're talking about." We do not. I don't know. I don't know who is anyone anyone talking about. I understood that no new name is going to be added. Um, but uh, but it's funny how the only name that I remember from the British dubstep that I, that was that I was excited about was uh, Magnetic Man, which was that super group. Yeah, what yeah. was his name? Scream and Benga. Benga, Benga. That's it. He played yeah. Primavera Sound many years ago, and it was like wow, that was a, a very interesting uh, set. Um, and another surprising name, sorry, uh, Ben. Uh, yeah. Monskin, Moneskin. 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 Isn't it Moneskin? I, so I, I listened to your video and I was with you because that A with an, a circle above it is pronounced umlaut. Or, But they're Italian. No, that's not an umlaut. So they they're just Italian. did it for the aesthetics. That's not an umlaut, eh? that, um, Lucia Lichmeyer, who's a very cultured person, said that when there's an A with a little circle on top, it's called an umlaut. No, an umlaut is two dots. 
Or she said, oh, well, she said, I think is the punct when there's a letter which has two dots or some kind of symbol above it, I think you refer to it as an umlaut. Anyway, but, but I am not a mathematician. It's and I'm not a because they expert. just did it for the aesthetics. Just when you did it in Messenger in your nickname and you put like all the like accents and stuff and it didn't make any sense. It's just aesthetics. Um, so that's I, my theory. So, so, so Maneskin. I think Maneskin is strategically put in there to get really really younger audiences to beg their parents to take them to primavera because they're a group that's incredibly popular with with time, children i think yes i think you're right but it I, i'm surprised um they attract such a younger audience because it's kind of like they have this sexual thing yeah. going on the always. Androgyny. Yeah, androgynous. Everything like. that children love about rock and roll, like yeah. men in makeup yeah. and, and yeah. flashiness and yeah. bare torsos. Yeah. I mean, I haven't looked it up, but I reckon that that uh, a little O above is probably called an overring, if I remember rightly now. But maybe in Spanish... It, it, uh, okay, well, I'm going to let you argue with Lucia Lichmeyer <laughs> over it. I'd love to see that. <laughs> and uh, But a, a lot of people might be thinking, why are Primavera booking a band that kind of became famous on Eurovision for a cover you know it's not like they have some kind of legacy behind them where they they invented a genre or they or they were in the underground or anything you know all of a sudden it seems like almost like a prefab group but this is what David Arias was saying it's like if you think that a band does not belong in the Primavera lineup that is precisely the excuse to put them on the lineup at the same time like you said it's it looks a bit more Coachelli like this year in a sense and they played Coachella so I it's not the one it's not the group that surprised me the most seeing them here they've played a lot of festivals like around like it's not the first festival in in this sense that they've done so it's not like we're the first ones to be like okay yeah. let's bring the Eurovision kids here yeah. it's are. like they, they've been like seen everywhere as as people who are treated like seriously like, as industry music stuff. Yeah, they are surprisingly... Well, maybe it's only me, but I was surprised by how popular they are. When they mm -hmm. played Barcelona, I think they played San Jordi Club, which is yeah. pretty big. Yeah, you know, like 4,000. Four um, they're, they're, they're super big. And because they're filling a hole that is that has not been totally filled yet, it's like, where are the new stadium rock bands that put on a great show like Queen, like, uh, I don't know, you know, that have pomp and panache and, and all that kind of stuff that children love and, 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 and the parents who take them and, and, and people in between, right? It's an important factor to take into account. It can't, Primavera Sound cannot be a festival where only chin-stroking, bearded guys go and like get super excited and nerdy because karate are playing and come and uh, the Delgados and etc, etc. You know, it has to be all-inclusive and, uh, and, it, and it's fun being a booker for the new Primavera Sound because you get to create these incredible mixes in the lineups and in these slots and all of a sudden having Maniskin uh, yeah I see it I see it and I, and I bet it's not going to be boring mm -mm. that's for sure uh, but you know if if you want something more serious you have John Cale who's going to be performing in the I imagine in the auditorium and uh, Laurie Anderson you know this, you know, you, you've, you've got there's something for everyone Eddie Palmieri that really surprised Eddie me Eddie Palmieri wow. you know salsa music for God's sake you know this guy is a this man is a legend uh, and I just hope it's one of those afternoon slots when, when the sun is going down and all of a sudden like you know getting people into the groove what day is he playing? 
Eddie. I'm not sure, sorry. So many names. Uh, whatever. Turnstile. Uh, all the rock, all the punk rock kids are super excited. I mean, after what idols do every time they play in Primavera, it's like there has to be something in small lettering in the contract that says every year there has to be, if idols can't make it, there has to be a band that's as amazing as idols for that raw guitar energy and like that kind of punk rock energy in the vocals. Turnstile, ladies and gentlemen. Turnstile have become like this mammoth experience. Everyone just loses their shit. Uh, they're going to be obviously one of those, you know, that, that slot, you know, that you're looking for where you just sweat the hell out of your body and you lose I don't know how many kilos from just going being in the in the whirlwind at the front of this uh, of the mosh pit and what's got I think most people excited from what I can see is mm. the presence of red velvet red velvet my god people went mad to this alright I'm gonna I have to confess I didn't know who red velvet were um, uh, I make that confession I was very interested in in, in, in their booking and I went to listen to them and was like alright yeah this is cool but I didn't didn't know who they were sorry that's, and, and then you look at it on Spotify, it's like millions massive, and millions and millions massive, and millions. And it's like, well. I, I, I don't understand how they're so small in the lettering, but at the same time, there's so many good people, like great artists that it's difficult to put everyone in capital big letters. But yes, I didn't know last year's Dreamcatcher, so I discovered them at Primavera. But this year, I do know Red Velvet. Like, Red Velvet are no known. Like, I, I'm i not saying that Dreamcatcher is not known, but the, the fact that I... I know Red Velvet and I'm not like the most massive K-pop fan that I know each group. It means that, mm, I don't know, we're getting more and more into K-pop yeah. um, stuff and I like it. I mean, so, uh, w the, the, there's there's a very uh, decent re representation of J-pop and K-pop. You know, we've got mm -hmm. uh, Marta, our director. She was so excited, almost on the verge of tears of joy when she saw the name Kiari Pamyu Pamyu, uh, who's who's a Japanese uh, J-pop artist uh, who you know goes from bubblegum to to dance pop to well all the kind of stuff you sounds that you imagine from Japanese pop. Uh, and but she started out being a fashion blogger. Even though she started performing, I think she was in like a TV talent contest, like an idols, Japanese idols or something like that uh, from the age of 12. But then she became more known for being a fashion blogger, uh, a bit of a Harajuku girl. And uh, then she started making music more seriously as a pop star. And so that's going to that's gonna be a lot of fun to watch. And uh, apart from Red Velvet and Kiari Pamyu Pamyu, there's Perfume, who are like veterans of J-pop. I mean, Perfume, they've been around since the year 2000. So they, this isn't like a, a, a new sort of band from the last 10 years. You know, they've been around like <laughs> plenty of time. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see like veteran J-pop, right? Seeing, you know, seeing, seeing this this trio of singers. Did you two manage to catch uh, Dreamcatcher this no. year? Yes. I, and was it as amazing as it is in my imagination? So I, I couldn't go, I couldn't go. Yes, yes. Um... They were playing at our favorite stage, the oh. Toe stage, <laughs> and uh, and yes, I, I I didn't manage to see like the the whole thing. Like I went halfway through it, and then I had to leave because I think I had something else. But I got to see like two songs and and all the fans. It, it's like an experience, yeah. That's why I'm definitely, definitely, definitely there for Red Velvet because I was really annoyed with myself. I mean, no, 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 I cannot him, meet like, Mr. Red Velvet. I, I'll do my best. Look to... who's holding the reins that day. Johan, <laughs> you're going to be uh, 17 hour yeah. uh, broadcast oh. uh, while we. I... No, you'll come. You'll come. <laughs> I mean, I can't wait for my daughter to grow up and, and if she gets into like K pop and stuff, being. I mean, I'm going to paraphrase Paul Rudd's character in the movie This Is 40. I'd give anything 
to feel half the excitement a teenage girl feels watching her favorite band and if, especially if it's uh, a band like Perfume or Red Velvet or uh, Chiari Pamu Pamu Rosalia is the, is the big one well among my oh. kids anyway it is oh but that's going to be the family show I mean that is going to be such a beautiful thing like Rosalia coming back from her global conquest, her, I mean, she's still she's still conquering. Uh, the conquest hasn't finished. It, it finished. She finishes her world tour in Paris in December, right? So then, I imagine she's going to take an incredible break, a much deserved break, and I hope she does. I hope she she quits posting on internet. I hope she just like disappears, and all of a sudden, like, so that we miss her because some of the problem with Rosalia is that it, it, sometimes she over. I wouldn't say she overshares, but, but while she was doing Motomami, she. She disappeared, and, and I don't know. I, I need Rosalia all the time. I hope mm, she does. But I, I like missing Rosalia yeah, as yeah, well. I you know what, what I mean? You mean yeah. So all of a sudden, when all of us, you know, if she like takes a deserved break and she disappears, and maybe she actually works on new music, I don't expect her to. I don't need. I I I don't want her to stress herself out. But if she all of a sudden uh, comes back with new music uh, to Primavera Sound, and obviously she's going to be playing every festival next summer because this that, that was the exciting thing about what a power move it was for Rosalia to say, I'm releasing Motomami and I'm announcing a global tour. I'm not playing a single festival. I'm only going to play my own venues and they're going to be big venues. She played the, 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 was it the Apollo in New York or, or you know, I don't know. She, all these iconic venues all over the world. Uh, and 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 all these festivals were happening after the pandemic. I, you know, it was like the first year that big festivals were being. And Rosalia was like, no, 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 no. You want to come and see me? You pay to come to see me on my own with what I have prepared. And later we'll see. And later we'll we have seen Rosalia's playing Primavera Sound 2023, y'all. And it's gonna be very exciting. Um, so what what about like some things that gone? Johan, I want you to take something. Recommend it tomorrow. Oh. We need a chain of recommendations going In, here. Like, okay, okay, that Mar would like from. Uh, I don't know if well, over mono, over mono. I'm oh. I'm excited about mm. over mono. Over mono's dance. It's electronic. It's okay. a it's a rave. That rave sound. So two shell and over mono are like two of like you're gonna get an incredible fix of like future thinking electronics that look back to the past but are sound incredibly futuristic uh yeah that would be th those two two shell okay. and over mono Tuchel, i already had on my list that it, um play uh, stuff that i wanted to see mm -hmm. so over mono oh, this and one i didn't and i think you would find mo the moldy peaches i know the moldy peaches i know you I know them Tumblr. but you never saw them because <laughs> yeah, no, you were, they not. weren't touring or they weren't together i think when when you no, started no, going no. to concerts so, uh, yeah, the Moldy Peaches is going to be great to see, especially now that they've had a, a resurgence in popularity because they kind of, the story of Meet Me in the Bathroom in the movie, the version of the documentary, starts with Moldy Peaches, how they were an antidote to the kind of trend that was new metal at the end of the 90s in the US, and all of a sudden they were sick of all that. And it's like, why don't we just make this really amateurish, lo-fi kind of silly folk music? It's like the first bedroom pop kind of. Thing, yeah, like. yeah, it was it, because that was huge at that time. The anti-folk movement, mm -hmm. you know, the the you know, really sort of de andar por casa, you mm -hmm. know, like ah, totally uh, as trying to forcibly be as unprofessional as unprofessional as possible, and they made a whole thing out of it. Then Devendra Barnhart came out of that scene, and 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 so and so many. Uh, ben, 
Any more? Anything that you'd like to recommend us? Uh, a few things. A few things. Um, are you familiar with the work of Tisha? Tisha, por Dios. Tisha, it was our album of the week a few yeah, weeks yeah, yeah. ago. Um, I think Tisha. that's going to be that's going to be really big. Uh, Nair archives. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Also, you know, it's in electronics. It's it's so well curated for. I mean, it, even though Primavera Sound is not just an electronic music festival, it is my favorite festival to discover electronic music. And do you know? I thought everyone knew. Be your own pet. Oh yes. So you'd love be your own pet, Mark. So, yeah. So it's like indie punk rock. Well, indie punk rock. Is this what I would love? But uh, no, I'm, yeah. I, I will note it if you say well, I will like it. The front woman, uh, Jamima Pearl, she was an icon. You know, she she was yeah, total noise icon. Yeah, yeah, like she picked up the baton from the the kind of riot girl movement mm. the, the, in the two thousands. They were. Uh, Proteges of Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth. You know, he was like one of their biggest champions and I think he actually signed them to his label. Did he have a label? Yeah. Uh, did he? Uh -huh. He did. I'm not sure if he Yeah, well, they were on yet. his label. So, you know, that was the big thing. It's like Thurston Moore's new favorite band is Be Your Own Pet. Uh, incredible live show. Uh, incredible presence. Energy, uh, like... Energy. Oh. Yeah, yeah. You, you like Be Your Own Pet. And also... Uh, I know you know them, but Ma, are you a fan of the work of Sparks? No, but you I... You love Sparks. Yeah. Imagine, right, okay, they're on their 28th album. They've been going to the 70s. What? Two brothers, right? One of which basically, uh, one of which is like really outgoing. Uh, one looks like a German dictator and the other one is like... I mean, not just any German dictator. Not just oh any, the, the, the only one, I think. <laughs> and and the other one is is like pure flamboyance and campiness. I love them already. I'm in their Instagram page. I well, love their aesthetic. They've what been, the hell? I don't understand which kind of music they play. Well, uh, well that's the thing. <laughs> I oh. mean... Operatic pop, disco, glam rock, okay, 80s synth pop, everything. And there's an incredible documentary on Movistar Plus that sums up their entire career. Yes, ah. it is amazing uh, that the life that those two have led in the entertainment industry, because they've been ignored by the mainstream most of the time. And they, and they were really ambitious. And the fact that they sounded like a British band, but they were from California And they were super artistic and super creative and, and just album after album. And they tried every genre, always with the the hope of like making it bigger. But well, see, this is the interesting thing. Like occasionally they did, like in the UK, briefly, yeah. they were like the biggest thing ever, like back in like 1974, yeah. right? And yeah. then they had like another number one in 1979 and they continued all throughout the Have 80s. Have they taken a break ever? Like I'm no. worried now. <laughs> like maybe they they've, should They've break. always been there, but sometimes they wouldn't even, they weren't even, even in the like cult, like super, like only music nerds know who they are. Even, they've always been there, but there was a time when they weren't even getting booked to play and stuff. And they were like, we haven't retired. We're here. We're available. But you know how these things yeah, go. Yeah, sometimes yeah. trends and stuff. But then the resurgence started happening 20 years ago, like music <laughs> blogs and stuff started like, hey, why are we not talking more about Sparks? So all of a sudden they started appearing a bit more on festival bills and stuff. But they keep sort of ebbing and flowing, like coming here and there and stuff. They did this amazing thing like when I was living in London, in which at that point I think they'd done about 20 albums. 
and they played their 20 albums no. each night, like w- one album from their career. And they, it was amazing. Oh I went to see... Was it Morrissey who curated, who asked them to play the, the festival he curated, the Meltdown? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. And it wasn't yeah. there where they did the uh, an album a night? No, that was just one gig. This was their own thing. It was like, they're playing quite a small venue as well, because it's like, you know, they've, they, they've only got like a, you know... If they're playing 20, 20 dates, you're going to divide fans quite a lot. Yeah, I do. I haven't actually seen them, but they did. Um, they did the music for uh, what's that film recently? Annette. Annette. The Which, what's the name of that director? Damn it! Oh. Well, starring Marion Cotillard and, yeah, uh, and Adam Driver. Adam Driver. I hated the movie. I didn't like <laughs> it. No. I, 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 I didn't. I didn't finish watching it. I need to give it a chance. But because it started getting a bit dark, and and the musicals and me. We're not the best of friends. Uh, I mean, I liked Hedwig and the Angry Inch, but this one, they break into song and stuff. Uh, and they were Sparks songs, which I love. But I, if it was Sparks doing them live in a in a theater, yes. In a, in a movie, my patience is tested. I, I I need to be. I need the plot to move on. Uh, oh, fair but that's enough. just me. That's just me. But uh, but the but I do recommend seeing Babette. I do. Re- I think it's like a unique film. And uh, Leos Carrax is the director. Leos Carrax is like, you either love him or hate him. He's like a director that doesn't make movies. He makes very ambitious movies, but are very warped. And uh, and they're not for everyone. And also, uh, the, like their most recent album, like, if you're going to go listen to Sparks, I'll probably go to a playlist because they've got so many things. But their most recent album, A Steady Drip, 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 uh, which is, of course, their 24th, is brilliant. Released in 2020, 24th. it's absolutely brilliant. There's a song at the end. Um, called "Please Don't Fuck Up My World," which is absolutely heartbreaking. Really, really is like because they're like they're kind of serious and they're not. There's another song called "Lawnmower." And there's a song called "I'm Toast" about like comparing himself to toast. Yeah, and it's just like they're, they're, they're a bit mouldy peaches actually. It's yeah, really of it, like, but like they're art art. If there is one band when you think art pop, what is art pop? Sparks, because it's See? just a career I'm of so pop art. I'm so interested now. Uh, and they've dressed they always dress so incredible I mean the fashion yeah the- even though uh, Ron, Ron which is wait Ron is the one who looks like the German dictator right oh god don't, don't no sorry don't. Russell is the singer and Ron well they both sing but Ron, uh, Ron Ron's keyboards Ron's Russell's keyboards yeah. Singing, yeah Ron uh, I love Ron's look like looking like a like a head like a teacher or a journalist you know always with the perfect shirt and the, the black tie combed back hair I tried to channel his look when we interviewed Pavement and I just look like a bus driver. I like, it's like <laughs> I just can't nail the the perfect mm, loose white shirt. Uh, I need to be skinnier. I don't know. And he just sits at his keyboard, like making these incredible facial expressions. He just sits like there menacing. Really, yeah, yeah, like menacing. But then ever so occasionally, his facial expression changes, and he makes like this. Inc- oh, they're so good. So I'm committed. So looking forward to Spock. I'm so looking forward to him. Yeah. Uh, I, I, yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say we're going to talk about Stormzy album. Have we got time? All okay. Right. Oh yeah, album of the week. Stormzy. Uh, um, Stormzy has released a new album. Uh, his real name, by the way, is Michael Ebenezer. It's like, Ebenezer, what? did your parents love Scrooge? Uh, Scrooge? <laughs> uh, no, the, the, the book was A Christmas Carol. The movie was Scrooge. Yeah, with right. Bill Murray. Yeah, that's sorry. Right, that's right. Ebenezer Scrooge. So Michael Ebenezer, Kwajo Omari Owo Jr., a.k.a. Stormzy, uh, has released a gorgeous Third album, I thought he'd released more. Third album that has evolved far above his grime roots into a more polished, soulful blend of future R&B on songs like Fire Babe, great title, um, My Presidents Are Black, and a little bit of Afrobeats on songs like Need You, Hide and Seek. I love the title Fire Babe. 
I confess I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary, where internet users offer their own definitions of uh, street slang or online terms. And Firebabe, according to Urban Dictionary, one user says, A nice, warm mother of two married to a man in the Navy, always caring, always fair, a good person to know. But another user defines it as a fat, ugly bitch living in Japan with two kids. Former high school dropout constantly sits on runescape on average 26 hours a day can't get over herself writes stupid books on overdosed forum about herself plays more shoot the monkeys banner ad than any other uh, official overdose game basically that was just a poisonously vindictive and totally devoid uh, definition of what stormzy tries to express i'm gonna say fire babe to my girlfriend yeah, that's not very nice. It's it? not very well, nice. It's like, what's wrong? What's, what's your problem, person? Uh, anyway, anyone can post on Urban Dictionary. So, yeah, back to the album. Ben, what did you think about it? So, I uh, I am probably the biggest fan of like grime and UK rap uh, in, in this room. I would say, although Marv may be taking my crap. Yeah, uh, my, my careful. Crab. Yeah, yeah, Marv's a drill <laughs> expert. Um, and, uh, you know, my, like Stormzy is so big in the UK. He's like this just vast, vast, vast pop. Bigger. I mean, yeah. like headlines, Glastonbury. Yeah, I would say bigger than Thetangana is here. That's how big. Oh, like, okay. I mean, like really, really, mm, really interesting comparison. Well, it, it, in that, in that, they're both very big in their native country yeah. and don't travel that much. If you mm-hmm. see what I mean, like Stormzy yeah. here isn't that big, right? Yeah, no, no, here, no. I know him more for like gossip and stuff than for his music. But so his music is often like the first album in particular was quite sort of classic grime. Um, and the but this one, his third one, he's really changed. He went to some like retreat on an island to kind of put it all together. <laughs> Very white lotus. <laughs> I know, but yeah. And um, he came back. And basically, when I was listening to the singles, the first singles he released, I was like, I'm not sure I'm totally into this because it was very different from what I was expecting. It's very soft, very smooth, kind of singing, um, that kind of thing. Um, and when you hear it on an album, it works really well. It's kind of this album that really brings you along and totally not what I expect from him, which is obviously a very good thing. Um, and he sings and he also, do you know what I really love is the fact that he's very generous because like he does songs, which are Stormzy songs, that he doesn't even appear on. Yeah. Like, which I love. I love people who oh. are like, no, I'll just, you know, like this song with Sampha, Sampha's yeah, plea. Yeah, Sampha's plea. No Stormzy on it. I know. I mean, what I love listening to, what I love about listening to these kind of smooth sounding albums is that they sound luxurious. It's the sound of those modern boutique hotels like the ones Ian Schrager opens in major cities where the lighting is carefully installed to express intimacy and there's an award-winning cocktail lounge hidden in the first floor. Nice things. This album sounds like nice things. You know, polished wood, nice candle scents. Uh, Speaking about Sampha's plea featuring Sampha, it's almost too obvious a collaboration. Like 20 minutes into the album, you kind of expect, it's like, oh, Sampha should appear here at some point, shouldn't he? And obviously he does uh, towards the end of the album because he is the voice of smoothness in contemporary UK soul. He is the froth to Stormzy's cappuccino. Eh? I put the breakfast reference in there. (laughs) I was just thinking what kind of breakfast it would be. Uh, I would say something, yeah, the, the the foam of a cappuccino really fits in there. Yeah, yeah, it's, well, no, but the Sanfa's song is the froth on the cappuccino. No, but it's just the album itself the is album the best is, cappuccino you've ever had. Yeah, exactly. The whole album is really smooth. I wasn't expecting it at all. Yeah. I was, I was going to go for really nice Greek yogurt with fresh berries. <laughs> okay. Because, no, no, no. But what's wrong yeah, with yeah, that? it's... Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> because because I, a good cappuccino, yeah, but it's not quite fulfilling. This is a very fulfilling album. You yeah. know, you don't you like, and it's kind of like if you have a really big bowl of like Greek yogurt, yeah, and with, with really good muesli, like uh, like yeah, sourced yeah. muesli. You I feel, see that. Yeah. You feel good. You feel full. You feel like ah, oh, yeah, this is good. You yeah, feel, yeah. but but like not not overly full. You'll be relaxed. Mm-hmm. That's, and that's berries picked out from a from an organic garden, like right beneath. Like, you know, like the, the the berries haven't been flown in on a plane or anything. They're like, no, 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 no. they're maximum luxury in your own garden. Really carefully picked in the ripe moment. Yeah, yeah. But with a cappuccino next to it. With yeah. Froth. <laughs> Sanfa there in the froth. I'm already imagining the meme, like a, a, a photo of a cappuccino and Sanfa's face badly photoshopped into the froth. <laughs> mm, and uh, we just have enough time to say goodbye to Christine McVie, who sadly passed away yesterday. One of the... Vocalists and piano players in Fleetwood Mac. Uh, my ha- my hand- hairs are standing on end. I got the chance to see her. I'm so lucky. I got the chance to see her when she joined Fleetwood Mac again. She she'd stepped away from the band for a while, and I got to see her in Miami, uh, playing with Fleetwood Mac in 2015. And she was the best thing of the show. And, and this is big words because Stevie Nicks, Lindsay Buckingham, you know, they're incredibly powerful vocalists and their personality and stuff. But all the moments that Christine McVie sang were like my favorite moments in the show. And this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, goodbye, Christine. Thank you so much. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we're going to keep talking about Primavera Sounds lineup for a few, for a while, for a minute. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have to. We have um, enough. We have a lot to discover. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Andre. You're listening to Radio Primavera Sound, proudly presented by Cupra.